The college football experience week seven preview and picks episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Networks presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by PicksWise. PicksWise is the number one app for free sports betting picks, props, and parlays. Download the free PicksWise app now to make your next bet better. We're also brought to you by Odds Crowd. Are you the best football better in the U.S.? Odds Crowd challenges you to prove it with their free to play fantasy betting contest. Every week, there's a free $350 NFL contest and a free $250 contest. Just head to oddscrowd.com to sign up. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app. Your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Grab that SGPN app for free in the App Store or Google Play Store today. This is Jerry Glanville, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, brother. Welcome to the college football experience week seven preview and picks episode. My name is Colby swinging database, Dan, AKA pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows double the price, but no one touches Dundee. No one touches Dundee. Well, this guy, Look, he's uh, kind of kicking ass at the same time. I think he's hitting at a higher percentage, even though he's done like a hundred less games. You crazy bastard! I'd uh, <laughs> give it up for former former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hello. How are you, buddy? Buddy, I'm doing great. I'm sorry I can't keep pace with picked on D man. I, the the picks the picks come early and often from the Dan database. Both the Dan brothers have already filled up the pick sheet entirely. You guys hit it early. We go get for it, it early, man. Early bird gets the worm. Early bird say. gets the worm or something. Early bird goes to the land out under. All right. But this next guy. The DFS guy himself. Give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking, home brew making, tobacco road living, the free lock giving. Former, former Hernan Basketball League MVP. Get it up for NC Nick in the place to be. Hey, what's going on, guys? How we doing? Here, here you go, Nick. I got you. So the evidence has been falsified. It's impossible. I never broke the law. I am the law. <laughs> 
That is Judge Dredd. Where's that from? We hit you with some Judge Dredd Judge action. Uh, all right, man. It's it's been a minute since I've watched Judge Dredd. A classic, well, though. Well, yes, it is a classic. Um, all right, so here we are, guys. You know, we had a little Tuesday night uh, App State Louisiana Lafayette action where we all three got that game wrong. But uh, love to see college football on a Tuesday night if I get it right or wrong. Um, any other thing? We're gonna just dive into this thing. Any other? You guys want to touch base on anything? Obviously, you know, LSU's got cornerbacks out for the year, players out for the year, opting out. I don't know what's happening down there in Louisiana. Then you have, uh, I mean, Alabama lost. Do we want to touch on that or uh, how about this? Give me your top four teams in the country right now. If you had to pick one of these dumbass invitational things, Nick, go. Well, I saw um, what's his name. One of the guys on on ESPN. He had Ohio State at two. Yeah, uh, which was just absolutely just ridiculous. ridiculous. Trevor, I mean Trevor Dinich, right, yeah, or something like that. Yeah, right? No, that's he- Trevor Maddich. Trevor yeah. Maddich, Heather Dinich. I don't know, <laughs> right? So no, one is Georgia, two is Iowa. After that, it's a little dicey. I guess you got to have Oklahoma in there. See and Cincinnati. I, I have oh. I I have Iowa number one because I think their resume is better than anything Georgia's faced. So it depends on what your criteria is. I agree. Right now they have a better resume. Although well, I think Georgia Georgia's a better team. So it depends on what your criteria is on how we're ranking. Are is yeah. this a projection? Is it who we think's better or is it resume based? I want less thinking, more resume. Because if well, you then think I would, that, then I would agree with you. Because I would say this. Yeah, I probably think it depends where that neutral site is played. Obviously, if the game's in Athens, I would take Georgia. If it was in Iowa City, I would certainly take Iowa. Um, if it's in Orlando, Florida, I'm probably taking Georgia. But if it's in, I don't know, if it's in Mile High Stadium in Denver, I might take Iowa. I, mean, I think Georgia's sh- better. Are we sure uh, Iowa's resume is better at this point? Yes. Well, I mean, I mean, they beat Penn State. Penn State beat Auburn. That's probably the best win on uh, Georgia's schedule. Probably. I mean, they probably have a, the best win because of that. Um, I would say so. Even though Georgia beat Auburn on the road, uh, Penn State beat them at home. Um, and then uh, what's it called? Clemson. We don't know yet, but that was, that I mean, no, <laughs> that, no, that means I, nothing I, at this I point. feel like Arkansas. we know Clemson's an average team right now. Yeah, I would agree with that. Arkansas, I'll say it's going to be interesting uh, this week. I say this week coming off a bye, going to Syracuse. If that offense can't show anything, they're not going to show anything all year. I, I'm, 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 I'm kind of give them one more chance here, and I know we're going to get to that game specifically. But yeah, right now it seems like Clemson might only be like a eight and four team or something. Well, that same guy that had Ohio State too, he had Cincinnati ahead of Iowa, which I would be like, how can you do that with the resume? Yeah, I, it didn't seem like he was had any rhyme or reason to why he was picking the teams. I mean, he had Ohio State over Oregon. Well, they're both one loss teams, right? And Oregon <laughs> beat Ohio State at Ohio State. So it, and, and, it's no and, and never trailed. Right. And so, I mean, games matter, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Apparently, I don't want to hear, like, who's playing. Uh, apparently, yeah, so apparently not that games don't matter. Rutgers yeah. Maryland. Big freaking deal. Yeah. And apparently, the games don't matter then because it's like. We've seen this year after year, though, man. I I, I would argue that, that this is why we won a large playoffs because the games don't matter. They historically have not mattered. No, they haven't. According to the playoff committee, they haven't mattered. <laughs> anyway, uh, so hold on. Who would your fourth team be? 
Cincinnati. Okay. Who was the third? Oklahoma. Okay. Wow. You're going to put Oklahoma in there. You think Oklahoma deserves that more than okay. State they're undefeated. They've beaten Texas. Uh, it's a close call, but yeah, give me the Sooners a, a, a hair above Oklahoma state. Um, what about uh, the likes of who else is out there? Would you put coastal Carolina? Yeah. I was about to say, <laughs> I, dude, I think you can make an argument. Coastal Carolina and Cincinnati play tomorrow. I don't know who's winning that game. Yeah. But the resume Cincinnati has is better, obviously beating Notre Dame and Indiana. So right, right now you can't have coastal above Cincinnati. Regardless of who you think might win head to head, I agree. We'll agree there because my my four would go like this: Iowa one, uh, prior, Georgia two. I think, I think I'll put Cincinnati three. I don't know. I guess Oklahoma f- three. I just think Oklahoma each week. I mean, what? How every game minus the Western Carolina game, who won one game in the FCS a, a season ago, um, that will is a bit a single digit game. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'm talking one score or less. So it's been absolute chaos if you're an Oklahoma fan in a way, but you keep winning these things. So perhaps, uh, I don't know, but uh, Patty C who's your four teams. I mean, are we, like we said, uh, uh, do we have some of our own discretion here to like name who we want? Or is it based on resume? Who would we put in the playoff? If, if it, is season ended right now, or well, what are we I, looking for? I'm saying, if you're on the committee right now, who would you put in? If I'm trying to get the best four teams in the country right now, I'm going Georgia one, Iowa two, Alabama three, Cincinnati four. Interesting, interesting. Um, Even th- though Alabama just had a bad loss, yeah, that's a horrible loss. They just I don't turned know it how on, but they turned it on too though. late. I mean, that's a What's bad, that? that's a bad loss, man. You look at a team that might be six and six at the end of the year. Could be, that is a bad loss. I mean, that, uh, that, it's, that said they did destroy, uh, they beat a good Florida team. They destroyed a, uh, a decent Ole Miss team. They're, they're solid. Obviously Alabama is still Alabama, you know, and they, they probably should have come back and won that, uh, uh, and M game, you know, and M just played the game of their lives. You so, know? so, so none of us have Kentucky in the, uh, in the, in the playoffs right now. <laughs> Negative Kentucky, they're, they're, they're Kentucky right beat Florida they're, by more points than they Bama should be did. higher. You know, yeah, the fact that they now? just beat the fact that they just beat Florida and LSU back to back. That's impressive, man. They're they'd be top 10 right now, but it's all going to shake out what that I mean. That's well, not maybe not all of it, but that specifically will shake out like next week or this, you know, this week, I, I was you know, I, Georgia, I'm, Kentucky. I'm curious though. Like you had, you had Oklahoma in over Michigan or Michigan state. Well, I'll tell you right now, I didn't put a lot of thought into this cause you sprung it on us in about two <laughs> seconds. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> so that's a great thing about it being October 13th is that we're going to see if some of these undefeated teams are legit or if they're phonies. Yes. Yes. Hopefully we'll see in a large playoff in a few years, right? Um, Conference play eating up here. There we go. So let's dive into this thing. Thursday night, college football, Georgia Southern, the triple option attack is heading down to South Alabama, South Alabama is the three point favorite. I think the wrong team's favorite guys. <laughs> How do I just do this off the top? Am I really going to do this? 
Triple option Colby is here to stay because <laughs> I am on the war, the Eagles to get that win in South Alabama. Nick, you know what? I will ride with you. Make it a double lock. Patty C. I like the fact. Hold on. I like okay. the fact that they were down to Troy 24 to 3 with their interim head coach. They could have just packed it in. What did they do? They fought back. They tied it up. Granted, they end up losing by a field goal with a, 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 under two minutes, but I like the fight I saw on the road at Troy. So I think they bring it again this week, and I think they win this. And remember, the week before the interim head coach, they dropped 59 on Arkansas State. I think they're better than what people realize right now. Their record indicates. Give me Georgia Southern. Patty, see triple lock? No, not a triple lock. Uh, just because. Um, you figure South Alabama has played pretty well this year too. Look, I'm not going to uh, shit on them. The game is in Alabama Thursday night, national spotlight, Georgia Southern is improving, um, but they both played uh, Louisiana two and three weeks ago, respectively. And uh, South Alabama played them a little closer. So I'm not so confident that Georgia Southern is the much better team here, but I, I, I will take them to cover. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. Now next Thursday game, Triple option Colby's back at it again because Navy is a ten and a half point dog. I don't know how they're a dog at all. I think they're gonna win outright. I think you take the ten and a half. I think you take the money line and check this out. I am taking you to the land down under. Triple option Colby gonna do big things this Thursday. Ten and a half points in the midshipmen. Sign me up. Nick, join me. Uh I'm very close to locking it up. I'm definitely on the Navy side of this. You know, a few weeks ago, I was talking shit about Navy, and man, they just did a freaking 180 here. The last three games where they have a win over UCF, they have two close one possession losses to Houston and SMU. Meanwhile, Memphis has lost three in a row. It's, you know, it's trending up versus trending down here. And you know what? Over the last five matchups, Memphis is only two and three straight up. And those were better Memphis squads than what they have this year. So, yeah, I like Navy. There we go, Patty C. I mean, what are you doing here? You gonna back your Memphis Tigers? I am not. I'm throwing a lock on Navy on this one. Ten and a half. Get out of here. You got everything you guys just said. Navy trending in the right direction. Memphis going down the toilet fast. Nick triple lock. uh, I think Navy is the easy play. Ah, you talked me into it. Why not lock that shit up? Yes. There we go. The Navy midshipman Ken Niamata Lolo. To the bank on the college football experience. I mean, that's fire right there. That's easy money. Here, what's that? Here's another thing. Here, uh, in the uh, six matchups they've had so far, only once has Navy lost by more than ten and a half. This game is traditionally close. Three of the last four years, uh, the game has been within three points. So, and, and even the one, that, uh, even the one that I, that that they didn't. I was on Navy that game. It was a horrible beat. Navy was actually up, I think, eighteen at halftime, and and lost that game. It was something crazy. I just remember that that was on worst uh, worst beats or whatever. Um, That's right. So That's right. second t- game of the season. Take take the midshipmen there. All right, Friday we got Marshall. Who I don't know what Marshall is kind of like Memphis. I feel like they're in the same bin here because man, they started out looking decent, destroying Navy forty nine seven. Taken uh then they took an L to East Carolina, took an L to App State, took an L to Middle Tennessee, and last week they needed overtime to beat Old Dominion in Huntington. Now they travel to Denton, Texas. They're laying eleven. 
uh, this is, I think a pretty tough game to call here. I, I went, I, I laid the 11, but I don't like it. Nick. I disagree. Um, the new head coach. What's his, what's his name again? Charles Huff. Yeah. The um, old Bama running back coach, you know, coming out the gates, man, they whipped Navy. They, they played app state close in Boone. And we're like, Hey man, I'm impressed with this coach. Uh, lately, not so much, you know, I mean, needing overtime, it's to, easy to, to see a tide turn at home. I think it's too many points. I think North Texas has enough offense to uh, keep this within arm's reach here. And I'm just not laying that many points on, you know, on Marshall on the road again. So give me North Texas. There we go. Patty C. What are you doing here? I'm riding with Nick there. I just think it's a few too many points and Marshall, like you said, starting to slip a little, so starting to slip a little bit. All right. Speaking of slipping Clemson hits the road to the, to the stinking carrier dome uh, 13. They're laying 13 and a half points. Currently guys, Syracuse catching 13 and a half home dog. You know, a couple years ago, they gave Clemson some fits, beat them one of those times. And then they played in a couple other close ones. I'm on the Q's plus 13 and a half. What are you doing? Patty C I'm all over Q's too. I mean, it's not quite locked territory just cause I want to see more from Clemson. And I think the bye week really helps them. Probably you'd have to figure, but man, Syracuse just played wake really close. Probably should have won that Syracuse is a much better team this year. And that, uh, that dome's going to be rocking. Believe it. Yeah. I got it at 14 and a half. Um, it's 13 and a half now, but maybe that hook saves me. Uh, Nick, what are you doing here? Yeah, I, I'm on Syracuse, but there is some hesitation here. I mean, you know, the one thing Clemson can still do is defend the run. They're currently uh, what 21st in the nation rushing defense, and the only thing Syracuse can do offensively is run the ball. Uh, I like Garrett Schrader, but over the last three games, he's averaging less than 130 passing yards per game. So if Clemson can bottle him and Sean Tucker, the running back, up, then Syracuse is going to have a tough time scoring points. But at the same time, Clemson has had a tough time scoring points all year. So I think it's too many points to lay on the road. I don't love this play. I'm curious as to what um, uh, Dabo can do. I almost called him Debo. <laughs> I'm curious to what he Not can quite. do you know, on the uh, bye week to see if he can, you know, have any kind of life into that offense. So we'll see here. But yeah, if I had to pick a, a side, I would go Syracuse. All right. Well, we got Pac-12. After. Let me say this too about uh, Syracuse: is um, you know that loss to Florida State, that's not looking so bad. Florida State on the road after Florida State steadily improving really over the last four weeks. Maybe they found their traction finally Wait, over the so, past. I mean, four if it weeks? wasn't for that, Florida State over the past uh, week, maybe three weeks. Oh, well, they got close against Louisville. And then they beat Syracuse close, and then they kind of handled North Carolina. So Be- beating Syracuse close is weeks. not a, a impressive feed, right? <laughs> if well, it, it's a it's, if that's it's a move the bar, in the right direction. If, if that's the bar for the Seminoles, then that's pretty sad. Uh, well, I I would it's say a the, win and not a loss. So. I would say the North Carolina game is the one, but they they beat North Carolina every time they play them. So. But yeah, I would agree that that was impressive. The 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 Syracuse game was to me. I mean, I had a, the opportunity of watching that game. <laughs> that was a back and forth game where it made me think both teams are horrible. But um, Cal at Oregon, guys, Friday night Pac-12 action. Um, Oregon's laying thirteen and a half. It's too many points. Cal's uh, first off, Oregon. Uh, C.J. Verdell out for the year. Oregon's defense has kind of been shit this year. I know Cal has had some struggles and they've lost a lot of close games, but 13 and a half. 
Give me Cal all day in this one, guys. What are you doing, Nick? I'm on Go Oregon actually. Uh, you know, the the loss at home to Wazoo by Cal last week, twenty one to six, that wasn't all that close. So I don't think I can get behind a Cal team on the road with this bad of an offense, especially with Oregon having that extra week, the bye week to to stew over that loss to Stanford. I think they come out firing here and things aren't looking too good for Cal here. I, I know that I know they beat Oregon last year at home, but that's also kind of a revenge angle for the Ducks. So yeah, give me Oregon. Uh, they would have covered two years ago in Eugene. This is the year they do it, man. They get it done in Eugene. Uh, take the thirteen and a half. Get it done. I get it done. Are you? Uh, I saying, expect uh, this to be. A, I think this is going to be a one-score game. I think Anthony Brown's going to have a hard time against this Cal defense, and I think, uh, yeah, perhaps Oregon wins the game, but I think this is going to be a close game. Yeah. Okay. Patty. Well, uh, history would uh, refute your thought there. Nine or ten out of the last twelve have been won by Oregon, and nine out of those ten have been won by double digits or more. The two Cal victories were by three points and four points respectively. So even though Cal nipped them last year, Oregon has owned this rivalry of late. And uh, even though Cal plays great defense, I think 13 and a half, just not quite enough. I'm going ducks to cover. Wilcox has only been, this is year four for Wilcox, right? So he would have covered 13 and a half. Well, he won outright last year, the year prior, they lost by 10 with a backup quarterback and were up seven to nothing at halftime. Um, he, so he would have covered two out of the three years, this number. The one year he Definitely. wouldn't have covered would have been his first year. Got, okay. Just okay. gotta throw Maybe that out Wilcox there. Is a difference maker. Just gotta throw that out there. All right. Uh, <laughs> then we got San Diego State undefeated. By the way, everyone's talking Coastal Carolina, Cincinnati. No one talking about the Aztecs. Shows that West Coast bias, uh, you know, against them. So uh, Aztecs laying nine at San Jose, Nick. Do we fade San Jose State here, or do we just say, "Hey, enough's I, enough"? I can't. I can't take them anymore, man. Can't do it. They're they're one in five ATS, which means I'm probably one in five picking San Jose State games. <laughs> I I, <laughs> I can't do it anymore. I'm on the Aztecs. I I'm gonna ride. I'm gonna ride with San Jose State one last time. One more time. One more they time. They cover huh? this. Not, not me. I'm out. They they cut <laughs> they cover this thing, but but let's just say it's a uh, 28-21 final. I will say this about San Diego State: their level of competition leaves something to be desired. New Mexico State, Arizona, Towson, and New Mexico have been four of their five wins. Not that impressive. Granted, they have slapped most of those teams, and that win uh, in Carson, which is home to them, for them right now, um, looking nice against Utah. So, um, yeah, San Jose State. Let's just act like last year was a flash in the pan, <laughs> COVID related, and now they're back down to earth. San Diego State wins this game by ten most years. So okay, go, Pat, go Patty, C, Patty C said last week. He said you guys just can't quit San Jose State. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I'm done with them. I'm done. Stick a fork in them. Okay. Well, look. Before we get into Saturday action, I also do want to touch on the fact that you do have two nice FCS games. Colgate, the toothpaste, travels to Cornell Friday night. Uh, there's no line on that yet, but stay tuned. Check the pick sheet, and then the big one: Montana State at Weber State. Those are two top 25 FCS teams. Happening Friday night, we got a ton of football. Enjoy those matchups. But before we get to Saturday, I want to say the college football experience is brought to you by WinBet. Yes, ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. 
We're bringing you the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players and sports from the NFL, college football, college basketball, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA college. I mean, just everything you can imagine and more great promos, odds and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. from boosted parlays to live in game odds on every major sport. We have what you need to win ready to play. We'll sign up to it today to receive a special offer, a risk-free thousand dollar sports bet. Download bet and win. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com to start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. The MLB playoffs are in full swing, and PropSwap is your home for the best World Series futures. All season long, PropSwap has been finding the best odds in the country because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit, and PropSwap will double it up to $500. Double the cash means double the odds. Yes, if you love sports betting, you need to be using PropSwap. Every ticket purchased on PropSwap can be resold at any time. So your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. Thousands of bettors across the country are, are currently shopping for tickets on PropSwap every single day. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. Saturday morning, guys. I just got to ask you about this one. No line on this one, but Yale plays at UConn. UConn Ooh. lost to UMass last week. Holy Cross already has a win against UConn. Does does Yale go into New Haven and grab a dub, Nick? Uh, stores, right? Yeah, I'm sorry. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to do uh, correct you. I think it's a possibility because look. They want they want to play this game. Meanwhile, UConn probably doesn't want to play the game because what do they have to gain from it? If they beat Yale, big freaking deal. If they lose to Yale, well, that means something for whatever the Yale mascot is. What are they? The uh, <laughs> the, the Rich Bulldogs. Pricks. Yeah, the Bulldogs, right? <laughs> yeah. The Rich Bricks, I think, <laughs> also too. Yeah, um, I think Yale's got a chance here. I, I think George W. might pull some strings. <laughs> Here we go. It's easy to see a tide turn. <laughs> All he's, right. a, he's a Yale man, isn't he? He is a Yale man, I believe. He could choke on another pretzel, huh? Um, <laughs> all right, all right. Let's get into real football here. I know that UConn won the national championship the year before, and and Yale might have too. Um, Michigan State at Indiana, guys. Michigan State laying four and a half. Midnight Mel Tucker's got the Spartans top ten. I don't know how the hell he's doing it, but it's really making me hate him even more <laughs> for leaving Colorado in shambles. I'm joking because I like Carl Durrell. However, minus four and a half against Indiana, guys. Call me crazy. Give me the Hoosiers in the four and a half. Nick, I'm with you. Actually, you know. Uh, I think Michigan state is one of these fraudulent undefeated teams. I don't mean to bash Sparty hell of a year so far exceeded expectations big time, but I mean, you're not that good, right? Should have lost to Nebraska. Should have lost Nebraska shot themselves in the foot. Yeah. Right. So what Michigan state does really well is they run the ball, you know, with Kenneth Walker, the third, the wake forest transfer, Michigan state's a 21st best rushing team in the nation. They, uh, they, they rack up over 217 yards per game. Well, Indiana only gives up 128 rushing yards per game. They do have a good run defense. You know, for me, it seems like it's a field goal game and we got a home team coming off a bye. Tom Allen, he's going to set up a defense that's going to limit 
the Spartans rushing attack and keep the game close at least. I wouldn't be surprised if Sparty still wins this and goes seven and no, but it's only going to be by field goal. Yeah, I, I think Indiana's a live dog here once again, and it seems like at least once a week. Uh, at least, at least once a week, uh, I have to tell you guys, you guys are out of your mind. Okay, <laughs> uh, there's there's no way Indiana is. I mean, Indiana, we've seen what they've done against top ten competition. They played three top ten teams this year, lost by twenty eight to Iowa, lost by twenty four to Penn State, lost by fourteen to uh, Cincinnati. But really, uh, that was because Cincinnati shits the bed in the first half. They only beat Western Kentucky by two points, and then fucking. Uh, Michigan State is just winning, okay? And they gave uh, uh, a really underrated Nebraska uh, team an L themselves. I think four and a half is crazy. In fact, I'm locking this. Wow! Well, you can't State. see, you can't see my air quotes when I say top ten. You know, because I don't think this is a, a top ten. Yeah, they're, team. they're not a top ten team to me either. I mean, you have to put them there. You have to put well, them there right now. Yeah. Right now they have to be there, but that's why in a large playoff they'd be a first round exit. You heard it here Indiana first. Indiana isn't doing anything. <laughs> I agree. I mean, you might be right. I just think there's some some matchups and some weekends where you know a team that that isn't doing anything might show up and at least cover, and that this is it for me. Yeah, could be. Um, all right. Well, Rutgers travels to Northwestern in a, a Big Ten classic that I'm sure NC Nick's about to shit on. Uh, the Scarlet Knights <laughs> minus two in uh, Evanston. I'm on Rutgers. Shiano gets it done. Nick, lock, lock it up, buddy. This is where Rutgers. They've had a couple of bad matchups last couple of weeks. The Northwestern's trash. Rutgers <laughs> goes in, wins this Nancy Nick is locking up the Scarlet Knights. Patty C, what are you doing here? And you know what? I'm gonna ride Nick's coattails, and I'm gonna lock that bad boy up too. Even though Rutgers is uh, taking three straight shellackings, it all has been against top ten competition themselves. So uh, and legit top ten competition. So I think Rutgers uh, has uh, has the edge here because Northwestern sucks. Patty C, locking up. I am not just because I don't trust Rutgers' offense in this game. I think they're going to get the win, but I don't feel great about this game. You guys are crazy to play with this one. Um, <laughs> uh, you might be right. I'm taking the lock off. Oh! I'm the lock off. <laughs> <laughs> I got faith in Gianna. It's easy to see a tide turn. All right, uh, we're talking Maction. This is still the 9 a.m. slate. Ohio at Buffalo. Buffalo laying nine to the Bobcats. Why am I taking Buffalo? <laughs> Ohio seems to play some of these games close. I'm going to ride Buffalo minus nine. I don't like this one. Patty C, what are you doing here? Ah, uh, gosh. I just thought this was a few too many points, but I, I don't know. This one's a really hard one to pick. I don't have a good feel for it. <laughs> you know what? I'll go Buffalo. I'll go Buffalo. NC Nick, what are you doing here? Yeah, I agree. I think Buffalo is at least a solid team. I mean, Ohio, are they get, making little strides? I guess, you know, so they beat Akron big deal, but they did play central Michigan close and you know, at home only lost by three last week. Maybe they're getting a little bit better, but I have more faith in Buffalo at home right now. So give me the bulls. I agree. Okay. SEC action, Auburn at Arkansas guys. This was a while. If you remember last year, the SEC completely robbed Arkansas of a victory. You win Bo. When Bo Nix threw the ball backwards and they said he spiked it, 
and Auburn or and Arkansas clearly recovers it. Um, Arkansas is laying four and a half guys against Auburn. I'm going to ride Auburn plus the four and a half. What are you doing, Nick? I agree. Um, I don't have a good feel for this game. All I know is that they're two teams on similar levels and it seems like a field goal game to me. Um, you know, I mean, Arkansas and going for two in the win. I give them credit for going for it, especially because you know, their offense was doing basically whatever they wanted. So I like the aggressive play call, but it backfired last week. Um, not that that has anything to do with this one, but yeah, give me Auburn in the points. Patty C, what are you doing? Oh gosh, yeah, it's just a few too many points. Um, I mean, Arkansas at home that might be a big enough bump to uh, push them over and, and get the cover. So I wouldn't touch it, but uh, four and a half just seems like a couple too many. I agree. Nebraska travels to Minneapolis where this is interesting guys. Cause it looks like I was running away with the big 10 West, but Minnesota, maybe, maybe hanging around a little bit. This is a huge game for the Gophers. Nebraska's favored by four. This is, I thought, a hard handicap. I really thought it was one where you go, ah, you know, I got Nebraska at minus two and a half, but I think at four, I would take Minnesota. Nick, I don't think it's that difficult to handicap. I mean, what what makes you feel confident that Nebraska can go on the road and beat a team by more than a field goal? I Minnesota, all kinds of injury problems. Obviously, they lost. Uh, their top two running backs now with pots going out for the year, but I think they have enough of an all-around team to. This is a close game here, and yeah, you know, give me the home dog here, definitely. I think though you got to be worried. I mean, Minnesota lost to Bowling Green at home. Bowling Green just lost to Akron by double digits. Minnesota's been strange, that's for sure. But I think they get up for Nebraska coming into town, and I think, it, like I said, it's again, it's like a field goal game here. So yeah, give me the. Golden Gophers. Yeah, I got Nebraska at minus two and a half at four, which it currently is. I advise my clients to hop on the Gophers. Patty, see what are you doing? I agree. I agree. At two and a half, it was more difficult. Patty, see what are you doing? Yeah, the, uh, three and a half. Three and a half is what I'm seeing it at, and uh, you know that I think you guys are exactly right on all points. I found this one pretty tough to uh, handicap. That said. Uh, at three and a half, even though the hook for Minnesota scares me, I think Nebraska's just been playing so well lately. I mean, their losses, uh, seven point loss at Oklahoma, which they were in that game for a lot of it, a three point loss at Michigan State, uh, another top ten team in overtime, and then a three point loss uh, against Michigan, another top ten team, um, when they were tied up late in that game and kind of in position to win. Like they're not that far away from being on a five game win streak here or a six game win streak, really. I think Nebraska is playing really good football, and I think they're good enough to cover three and a half, but barely. Yeah, you know, coaching advantage. Who has the coaching advantage? Who has the special teams advantage, and who's at home? Uh, I mean, look, mm, Scott Frost points. has a national championship. PJ Fleck wasn't able to accomplish that because he couldn't beat Wisconsin. <laughs> um, but I, the special teams has been atrocious for Nebraska, so that, that is a scary thought with that number. Um, Tulsa. Have you picked against? Have you picked against Nebraska all year long? Well, I I keep hitting. I got three and a half against Michigan, <laughs> uh, so that that cashed uh, that cashed against Oklahoma when they were like twenty four point dogs or whatever. Um, and yeah, it just keeps keeps the money keeps coming. They they I locked them up against Northwestern. Why change horses midstream here, Nick? 
Uh, you know, they are five. They are five and two ATS. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, never mind. Uh, Tulsa <laughs> travels to South Florida to Raymond James Stadium. I mean, John Gruden Stadium, and uh, to take on the Bulls. <laughs> Look, uh, Tulsa's laying eight and a half, guys. Why do I want to lock Tulsa, but I just I'm not gonna because I just feel like Tulsa's a strange team. Nick, are you locking this? Because no, no, that's no. reasonable. I'm, yeah, I'm taking Tulsa, but they're two and four for a reason, and that offense just stalls out at bad times. So South Florida is pretty much trash, you know. I think Tulsa is definitely like a 10, 14 point better team, but I'm not locking this. But yeah, give me Tulsa. Patty, see what are you doing here? Both of these teams have had kind of surprising performances. Uh, uh, USF keeping it close against BYU and relatively close against Florida, um, even if that was a uh, you know both pretty up a little bit. Both those were were backdoor like they they buttered that up a little bit. Yeah, and last but, time they played the last same year. Time, Tulsa. They they. I'm sorry to interrupt, man. They played last year. Tulsa beat them 42 to 13. I know there was a different Tulsa team, but what are you doing here? Yeah, I am taking Tulsa to cover eight and a half. Seems it seems doable even on the road. Yeah. Then once again, this is still that 9 a.m. West noon East kick. All these games are happening at this time. And look, the next like five are, 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 are big time games. As far as implications go, UCF travels to Cincinnati. They're catching 21 points. Look, I get it. Cincinnati's good. I'm taking the 21 and Gus Malzahn in a big game to maybe do some crazy shit. Maybe a fake field goal. I don't know an onside kick. Give me the 21 in the, in the very golden Knights. Patty C. What are you doing here? This is borderline lockworthy with that hook, but uh, I haven't touched it just yet. Just because Cincinnati has been playing up a level um, and really like finishing games well, but still, uh, UCF easy is, is the is the play here. Nick, I don't know if it's easy, but I do agree. I'm on the 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 Knights. I almost said Golden Knights. I don't want to uh, offend any UCF fans because they're very sensitive <laughs> if you call them Golden Knights. Um, <laughs> But Dylan Gabriel out, but not only him. I mean, Isaiah Bowser is out, the best running back. Jalen Robinson, the best wide receiver, is out. I was on UCF in the under this year. I think I'm going to win that, but it's almost like not fair. I can't brag about it with all these injuries because, I mean, what team can lose their best quarterback, running back, and receiver and still be decent? I still think they hang around here a little bit and uh, cover. I agree. Interesting game to watch. Malzon Magic. It's a real thing. Maybe, maybe something can happen here. Um, Oklahoma State, number twelve in the nation. Mike Gundy, the most qui- are they the quietest undefeated team in the country, or is that uh, San Diego State? Well, quietest mm. power five. How about that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, and they got some nice wins there. Um, they got the twelfth ranked run defense in the nation, and what does Texas do really well? They run the ball. Now, I think Oklahoma State's thing is kind of an outlier. I think, look, they played Boise State. Boise State made the transition to the air raid. They played Missouri State. Bobby Petrino's a pass heavy coach. Uh, they played even K State. K State runs the ball, but guess what? Skylar Thompson was out that game, so they were able to load the box against Deuce Vaughn. I don't think they'll have that privilege here. Texas is laying five and a half here. As much as I would love for Oklahoma State to beat Texas, and for us to, to, cause Texas one win away or one loss away from us. Uh, I think uh, pushing on their win total. Um, I'm going to take Texas minus five and a half here, Nick, what are you doing? This is almost lock worthy to me just because I don't know that mm. Oklahoma state's going to be able to throw the ball against them, but I got to mention, yeah, I got to mention, I want to say 
out of the last six games in Austin, Oklahoma State five and one. Five I and was one. Interesting, because I was just about to say that I feel like this game is close every year. I don't have the previous games up. I did my research didn't didn't jump in that far. I was relying on Big Twelve Colby to come through with that stat. Uh, uh, last time they played in Austin, 2019, Texas. That was the one time Texas beat them out of the last six, and that was by six points. So the spread is at five and a half. Maybe that's why. <laughs> I'm on the Cowboys. Oh, give me those pokes, man. I I think Texas might win, but I expect a close game. So maybe. Maybe I'm getting a little too cute here, you know, because it is a nice, you know, bounce back spot for Texas at home. But uh, give me Oklahoma How State. Yeah. Patty C, what are you doing here? <laughs> well, here you go. Uh, five out of the last six meetings between these two teams has been decided by a touchdown or less. So um, that said, that's what this spread is indicating. They they think will happen. Uh, Oklahoma State getting four and a half on the road. I think Texas completely deflated half, probably five after that now. loss. And, oh, five and a half, even better. And then Oklahoma State coming off the bye, and you got to wonder if they're starting to look more legit, and that's probably why they're under the radar. But they gave it to Kansas State pretty good. And uh, and look, I think that this may they're, they're the torch, uh, the flag carrier for the Big Twelve. They're motivated coming off the bye to give it to Texas. I think they cover at least maybe outright. Wow, love it, Patty Cianton, sprinkle some on the money line. Texas. You can't win. Um, all right. Well, let's hop in. We're still on that 9 a.m. slate, noon east, whatever. Florida at LSU. LSU's catching 11, guys, and that is too many points for Dundee. I am going to take LSU in the 11. I don't think Florida's that good. I've said that all year. Uh, I took Kentucky. I told I told the folks here to take Kentucky on the money line. Hopefully they did because that cashed. And now I see an opportunity where LSU is an 11 point dog. I like LSU plus the 11. And I even say sprinkle some of the money line, Patty C. What are you doing here? Uh, yeah, it's too many points. I mean, I don't, I don't really trust uh, LSU right now, but I do think Florida is solid, but it's just too many at home in Baton Rouge. When is this game being played 9am? If this was a night game, I'd feel more confident, but even still, I think LSU gets it done. Nick. I don't know, man. You know, the injury problems are, are starting to mount up pretty good here. First it was Stingley jr. You know, their their best cornerback. Then their other starting cornerback, Eli Ricks is out for the year. Now Kayshawn Boutte, their best offensive player, the star wide receivers out for the year. At what point does this team just turn on kind on, on coach O and just like pack it in, you know, they had a tough loss against Auburn. Then they go on the road, just get whipped by Kentucky. I don't know. We're gonna see if 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 LSU has any fight in that tiger this weekend. Remember, I took Florida December twelfth. Uh-huh. Go ahead. December twelfth last year, LSU thirty-seven, Florida thirty-four in the swamp. Sure, sure. I mean, totally different teams, but yeah, I agree. And and Florida probably re- remembers that. Um, I took Florida when it was at like nine. The fact that it's over ten now. I'm going to go and go ahead and go LSU. I think it's, it's creeping up a little too high. I think Florida wins this maybe like 41, 31 or something. Mm, mm, mm. I think LSU is still a live dog here. I don't think Florida is that good. Um, moving along two more games left in this 9. AM slate, Texas A and M at Missouri guys. I've called this all off season. I said, if Texas A and M the game after Bama, now I didn't have them beating Bama, but the game after playing Bama, They'd go to Columbia, Missouri. 
they're going to lose this. Cause you know why a and M's not that good. The reality <laughs> is they got a kick return for a touchdown an interception in the end zone against Bama. And they somehow magically got that win. Missouri is catching nine points, take the nine points, but also sprinkle some on the money line. This is a hundred percent pick Dundee special here. Take Missouri plus the nine, even though Missouri's kind of been dog shit this year. Patty C, what are you doing here? Uh, this one's a little bit tough just because uh, on the road, that's a lot of points, Ugh, but Missouri kind of sucks. I guess I'm going Missouri though. I'm guessing I'm with you, Nick. I'm going to take Missouri in the points, but I, I don't know how you feel that confident about a money line play. I mean, Missouri is three and three. There are three wins are central Michigan, Southeastern Missouri and North Texas. That one of the other home games this year, they lost by 38 to Tennessee. Uh, I agree, Texas A&M isn't that good, but maybe Calzada, you know that that uh, that Italian dish is is starting to make some progress here. They do have weapons at receiver, at tight end, and at running back. So if they get any kind of decent quarterback play, they have weapons. I'm going to take Missouri, but I'm definitely not locking it up because I don't know who Missouri is right now. I, I don't think they're very good. I don't think Missouri is very good either, but I don't think Texas A and M is. And I think the reality is North Texas, central Michigan and Southeast Missouri would probably all beat Colorado. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> there we go there. Um, all right. Final, final game on the early slate, a huge game in the coastal Duke at Virginia. Who would have thought that? coming into the season. Well, I guess everybody on the college football experience, perhaps because we already cashed our under on Miami under 10 wins or whatever that was right. 10 wins, I believe, or nine. Yeah. Nine and a half wins. I think or 10. Yeah. Um, we are. And we, we already, uh, I think we're, I think we cashed the North Carolina ticket too. That was 10. So we have already, if you listen to the college football experience, we gave you these plays early in the, uh, in the summer, all throughout the summer easy money to be made there. Now, Virginia minus 11 Bronco Mendenhall kind of fucks up Duke. I'm going to lay the 11. I think Virginia's getting on the right side of this thing and watch out, man. Virginia still might be playing in the ACC championship when it's all said and done. <laughs> Give me the Wahoos minus 11 Patty. See you're a Wahoo fan. What are you doing? Uh, I don't know. I just don't trust uh, Mendenhall to or, or that defense really. And I think they've been getting lucky two weeks in a row, relying on missed kicks at the buzzer. Uh, meanwhile, Georgia uh, Duke hung within seven, four points of Georgia Tech last week. It's in Charlottesville, but that's too many points. Give me, uh, give me Duke. <laughs> you know, I actually took Duke also. I, I don't like it. I, it. It has blowout potential, but that UVA defense is so bad. So I took Duke. I'm staying far away from this game, though. Yeah, look, they played last year. Maryland or Virginia won by 18. 18. All right, that was in Durham, right? Um, so hey, <laughs> there we go. Let, let's have some fun here. Um, all right. Well, look, I want to tell you guys that the college football experience is brought to you by Keeps. Yes, Keeps offers a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair on your head. Yes. Convenient virtual doctor consultations and medications are delivered straight to your door. Every three months, you don't even have to leave your own home. Low cost treatment start at $10 per month and keeps offers generic versions, discrete packaging and proven results. All right. Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors. 
Prevention is key. Treatments take four to six months to see results. So act fast. If you're ready to take action, prevent hair loss, go to K E E P S.com slash S G P to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K E E P S.com slash S G P to get your first month for free. Also want to tell you, we're brought to you by prediction strike. Do you wish you could have had stock and perhaps a guy like Mahomes or, or Christian McCaffrey? Well, now the prediction strike makes that a real possibility. Prediction strike is the only performance based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes as if they were stocks. It's basically like Robin hood and DraftKings had a baby prediction strike. lets fans create portfolios of their favorite athletes so they can make money and get even closer to the game. Don't just bet on your favorite players. Start investing in them. Simply download prediction strikes new and easy. Uh, I mean, this app is pretty fantastic. It's in the app store. Uh, or you can just sign up at predictionstrike.com to create an account. Use the code insert I N S E R T. Then uh, deposit funds to, to buy and sell and hold shares of your favorite players, just like you would with real stocks. So, I mean, come on, actually, I, I'm sorry. I said insert. I'm reading the, the I'm reading the actual commercial. Uh, it's uh, use the, use the code SGPN. I'm a moron here. Um, the value uh, of players will, will change based upon game performance and supply and demand. And you can trade your shares of players at any time. As long as the player isn't currently in the game, sign up to that promo code SGPN guys, SGPN, not insert. I'm a moron. That's like Nikki gun 33 and a third. When he's like reading the cue cards, uh, you remember what I'm, uh, he's like, I, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm fucking rambling here. Let's get it. Let's get back into this thing. Um, Ball State, <laughs> Patty sees boys. <laughs> Patty sees boys uh, travel to, to Eastern Michigan. I'm just, I'm all over the place over here, guys. Have a sandwich, shut the fuck up, and enjoy life. Uh, look, Eastern Michigan covered for me last week. Gotta love Chris Creighton. They're four and two. They're uh, if they get this win, that uh, you can just stamp a bowl game on them. Ball State's minus one and a half. I'm gonna ride the Cardinals. I was on ball. I don't know if you guys caught last Saturday uh, morning's uh, early morning show, but I was on Ball State as a 12 and a half point dog to win on the money line against Western Michigan. And guess what they did? They did exactly that. Give me the Cardinals minus one and a half against Eastern Michigan. Nick, what are you doing? Yeah, you gotta like what they're doing lately. Beating Army by 12, following that up with a road win by 25 against a good Western Michigan squad. I like Eastern Michigan and the line almost smells because of, you know, this, but uh, I like ball state to continue that momentum. Patty C your boys, the Cardinals, you riding them. The line absolutely reeks. I don't know what uh, is going on on that great turf over there, but I think ball state's the easy play here. I agree. All right. How about this one guys on that same morning show? I told the clients to take I think we all might've said this last week on the show too. I said, Akron getting 14 and a half, take them, sprinkle some on the money line. They won by 15. That's a, what a 29 and a half point swing. Um, Akron, the zips, Tom Arth doing it. They're traveling to Miami, Ohio, Miami, Ohio laying 10 and a half. I'm sorry. 19 and a half points guys. Sorry if I got to do this, I'm locking up the zips in back-to-back weeks. Who's coming with me? I feel like Jerry Maguire right now. Who's coming with me? Nick, you coming? <laughs> no, 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 sir. I'm on Miami of Ohio, actually. Dude, you beat Bowling Green. Whoop de doo. This is your second of back to back road games, which I know you're a fan of. Uh, I think we remember that Akron's not very good in this game. I think Miami of Ohio rolls. 
Patty C. You know what? <laughs> oh, I don't know if it's enough to lock, but I think I am going to take Akring because I actually uh, I went Bowling Green last week, and wow, that hurt. Tom Arth stuffed it down. Old uh, fucking what's uh, what's uh, Bowling Green Leffler, coach again? Leffler, uh, Leffler. Yeah. stuffed it down his throat for the second year in a row. His only two career. No, he actually won another one this year. I, I guess Arth is uh, turning that ship around. Go, go zips here. <laughs> All right, Troy travels to Texas State, San Marcos. Troy, uh, look, Texas State pulled off a. Uh, a win in overtime, uh, four overtimes against South Alabama a week ago in San Marcos. I have no idea about the identity of this Texas State team. Troy's laying seven and a half. I think that's too much. Give me Texas State. Although this game, I am staying way, way, way f- far away from. So, Nick, what are you doing here? Yeah, probably one of my least favorite games of the weekend as far as trying to predict who's going to win. Troy is the better team. But I do think it's a little too much on the road for some reason. Texas State came through. Actually, last week I was on Texas State. You guys convinced me to go to South Alabama. Screw you guys. <laughs> I'm sticking with my Bobcats this week. Uh, Patty C, what are you doing here? Uh, that little hook is just too tempting to take Texas State. So I will go Bobcats here. Yeah, uh, I, 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 it's it's tough, man. It's tough. Purdue travels to Iowa. Big Ten action. Uh, Purdue's uh, catching eleven and a half in Iowa City, and I say, hey, coming off a huge win, I'll take the eleven and a half. This reminds me of the Colorado State game in a way. Go back and look at last year. Purdue, the one of the lone teams uh, or one of the only teams that beat Iowa, twenty four twenty back on October twenty fourth. Uh, give me the Boilermakers plus eleven and a half. I think they hang around. Iowa gets the win. Nick. I'm going to go Iowa. Actually, you know, I see your point and it makes a lot of sense about kind of a letdown game here, but this Purdue team just can't score. I mean, just look at the last three games. They put up 13, 13 and 13. Wow. (laughs) So three games in a row, putting up 13 points and now they play at Iowa. They might get shut out. I'm on Iowa. Look, all they need is a touchdown. I was going to be up 10, nothing majority of that game. (laughs) All what is thirteen is, nothing? What the final score is thirteen nothing. Iowa covers. <laughs> uh, this is going to be a fun one, Patty. See what are you doing here? I guess I'm on Iowa, but I don't know. I mean, like you said, I, Iowa just doesn't score enough to make you feel confident they can cover twelve points. But uh, Purdue can't score either, so I, I'm going. I'm going Hawkeyes. All right, Kent State travels to Western Michigan, guys. I mean, Kent State got the ball rolling last week. Me and Nick locked that up against Buffalo. They got it done. Now they travel to Kalamazoo, where Western Michigan just took that ass whooping. I rode with Western Michigan minus a six and a half here, but this game I expect to be a, a high-scoring affair. Nick, I'm seeing seven now, and I think it's too much. So give me Kent State. Mm. Patty C. Oh gosh, I, I I'm on Western Michigan. That's that's my squad. I'm kind of riding them. There, uh, I haven't been impressed for the most part with them, and uh, I'm gonna keep keep going with them. There you go. All right, uh, Western Kentucky travels to Old Dominion, guys. This should have been a Wednesday night game for tonight. Western Kentucky ODU. Western Kentucky's laying twelve and a half. ODU's been playing much better lately. The past couple of weeks, are they turning a corner? Who knows? But I'm gonna take Western Kentucky minus twelve and a half because I think it's offense. They're one and four, but th- they've had some nice offensive outputs. Give me the Hilltoppers. Laying the twelve and a half in Virginia, Patty C. 
Uh, I'm going to disagree with you. Western Kentucky taking uh, two bad losses, giving up, I mean, four straight losses and giving up points left and right, 52 last week. Meanwhile, ODU taking Marshall to overtime. I mean, they're keeping games close, even though they're losing. So, uh, 12 and a half at home. Give me the Monarchs. Nick, I agree. You know, the last three games have been, you know, seven point or less losses against Buffalo. And then two road games at UTEP at Marshall. They kept it close, you know, in both those road trips. Now they come back home and they're getting that many points. Give me the Monarchs. Mm, mm, you always were a butterfly guy. Um, <laughs> all right, Toledo travels to Central Michigan, and this—I mean, these MAC matchups between between. Uh, actually, uh, actually, if I if I can cut you off, I was a big London Monarchs guy in the yes, world. Yes, yes. Boom, Stan Gelbel. That was the guy who took them to a championship. Um, yes, shout out to the original World League back in 1991. Um, you know, uh, the London Monarchs would have been like the the opposite of the New England Patriots. That could have been such a fucking great rivalry if that team survived. If in fact, if the Jaguars, you know, figure after this year they need to move to London and call it quits on the U.S., then they need to become the London Monarchs. And you know, and actually, good points. But I was not a London Monarchs fan. I mean, you got to be an asshole to be a fan of London Monarchs. I was more Scottish Claymores, yeah, Ryan you Fire. You know, I just kind of wanted to to fit that in there because it came in. My, okay, let's go. You can't say Clay. You can't say Claymore in nineteen in, in two thousand twenty one. I almost said, I almost said 1921. Um, anyway, anyway, guys, let's get, let's get to this here. Look, this is another elite game in the Mac. There's some great matchups in the Mac going on this weekend. Toledo travels to central Michigan. They're laying five and a half. I think central Michigan gets it done with the five and a half. What are you guys doing? Uh, <laughs> these Mac Nick, games, what do you man? got? These Mac games. <laughs> I think I went, I think I lean Toledo, but I don't like it. Pat, I'm going. I'm going Toledo too. I'm still not a believer in Central Michigan. <laughs> All right. Well, this concludes part one of our picks uh, episode. Part two coming right up. Stay tuned. Check out the part two episode on the college football experience. <laughs>